This is our 100th episode, and I thought I'd mark it with something a little different. It's one that's just a little bit more emotional for me, and I thought I'd share. You might be surprised at what comes up out of this one. Stay tuned. Welcome to Doing It Best with Elder Care Success, where we explore ways to relieve the stress, exhaustion, and overwhelm that we all face in caring for an aging parent, frail spouse, or partner. Fear, frustration, emotional and financial strain does not have to be your M.O. Stay tuned as we dive into different and new ways of finding more joy together with those that we love and care for and while keeping our feet solid on the ground. Hang tight, there is a better road ahead. Hello everybody, this is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. This is our 100th episode. Can you actually believe this? I certainly can't. Well, I was hoping that we would get here probably sooner rather than later, but there's going to be a lot more shows down the road as well. However, I wanted to mark this one with something a little different. So since we're starting the beginning of a new year and ending an old year, there's always that shift of what's next. And when we're caring for a loved one, a parent, a spouse, whoever it is that needs our help, one of the biggest questions is, what's next? Well, in this particular case, I decided to, I'll say, conjure up mom and dad. Whether you believe or not, this is going to be an interesting show for me as well. And I know I've told a few people about it already and everybody's excited, so I hope you are too. My guest here today is Anna Victoria Osborne. She has over 15 years of experience working for hospice as a clinical spiritual care provider. She has a master's degree in theology and completed her clinical pastoral education at Carolina Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. She has had the privilege of being a companion to over 1,000 hospice patients through their transition. Anna Victoria is also known for her work as an end-of-life doula and an intuitive healer, as well as her psychic and mediumship abilities. She's developed her intuitive healing abilities through expanding her skills both in shamanic and yoga practices and healing. Now, I'm going to add a little note to this because I was introduced to Anna Victoria just recently through another podcast friend here in Florida with a Florida podcasters group. Yay, go Florida podcasters! But in any case, it turns out that Anna Victoria, and we haven't met before, works with the hospice organization that helped us with mom and dad. So I find this a little like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, you just never know. (laughs) On that note, Anna Victoria, thank you so much for being here with me. And let's see what happens. I'm going to, I'm giving my head, my heart, my soul over to you now. Well, Nancy, thank you so much. It's a privilege to be on your podcast, and it's a privilege to be of service to you and your listeners and people of the world, whoever hears this someday, whenever they hear it. It's just such a privilege to be of service to people in this way. I think it's very interesting before we start that when a parent or a loved one passes, there's such a a finality to all of that for all of us. And... I dove into reading books about what happens next. We don't know. So I became obsessed. Like, why can't I talk to mom and dad? But maybe I can now. So 
I'm looking for your guidance other than what was written in the words of all these books that I read and didn't really give me any answers. Yeah, I trust that this conversation with them has come at the time that it was most needed for you. And it couldn't come a minute sooner or a minute later. It came exactly when it was supposed to. So I'm ready if you're ready. Let's go for it. All right. So what I simply do is make a request that Nancy's mom and dad would please come through for her today. And I'm going to ask that they come through one at a time first. And then later on in the conversation, we can we can talk with both of them simultaneously. But uh, just to make it easier on me, I just request that they would come through uh, one at a time. And it feels like dad is wanting to come through for you first, Nancy. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk? Not yet. <laughs> Let me just describe his energy to you because his energy and his personality are coming through very strongly. He feels to me like a very um, giggly is not a word I would use to usually describe a man, but <laughs> he feels just a very, very fun. Maybe that's a better word for it. Very fun. He feels very lighthearted, very hyper even. His energy feels just like he just is very carefree. Does that sound like your dad, Nancy? My, you know, my dad, I'm not sure I would say carefree, but he was a very, a very positive man. Very upbeat, very optimistic. Very much so. Even a sunny disposition, I might describe it as. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so just know like that his energy, that that personality, you know, is 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 not lost. His energy is very yellow to me. I don't know if that means anything to you, the color yellow, but... Um, that's the color he's showing me. And I'm just going to ask him for a few more details just to confirm to you so that you can feel comfortable that it is him. And now he's showing me um, a boat. Was he some kind of captain? Did he have a position? It could have been in the military. It could be like a captain in the military or it could just be like a boat captain. But does that sound like him he was not a captain but he was in he was in the navy in world war ii okay so it's navy let's get see if he wants to give me any other details just to confirm for you that it's him and now he's giving me music trying to figure out if he was singing or playing an instrument it could be both did he was he really in was he did he play an instrument or sing well he played the piano when we were kids yeah, no. Okay, so he played piano. And it could be a memory that means something to him, and that's why he's showing me something from your childhood. See if there's any other details he wants to give me. Was his death related to his heart? Yes. He was tired. He's saying like his heart was tired. It was exhausted, you know, and he just couldn't. It just didn't have another. We tried. We tried all we could. Yeah, you know, he's saying like it just didn't have any more life left in it. You know, there was just nothing else he could give. It was, he was tired. He was exhausted. Do you feel confident with the 
info he's given me so far that it sounds like your dad? It could, it could be, yeah. You want me to ask for more details? Is there something more I could have done to, to help him? Okay, we'll get into those questions in a minute. Let's. I like to just confirm for you first. I want you to feel comfortable feeling like, okay, she's tuned in to the energy of my dad. Do you feel like you need more evidence or are you ready to? Maybe a little bit more. Let's try a little bit more. Yeah, we just want to get a couple more details from him that would mean something to you just to confirm. Help me, Dad. Yeah, Come on. just to confirm <laughs> for you that you feel comfortable that it's him. Do you have a piece of his jewelry that you wear or that you or that you inherited? I do have some things that that he gave my mom okay. that that okay. I wear frequently. Yes. yes. Okay. If I'm reading this right. He's showing me when you were little, you had chicken pox. It looks like chicken pox to me. And I don't know if that has some significance to you, if he was the one that took care of you when you had the chicken pox, or if he took you somewhere, like on a trip to get you out of the house or something like that. Do you remember anything connected to that time? Wow, that was a long time I ago. I don't yeah i you know when you're sick and a kid yeah. <laughs> you probably don't remember much of anything but was he nurturing to you dad was was uh was pretty supportive i would say yeah because that's i think that's what he's really showing me is is that he was there for you that he showed up for you especially in the times that when it counted you know even if i didn't know it i guess and maybe not the most emotionally attuned father correct but he was there oh absolutely i would say so and that's what he remembers and that's what he wants you to remember because for him that's what counted and so i think that's why he's showing me these memories of the piano the chicken box he's saying <laughs> like, like these are the things these are the things that make up a life Interesting. It's these little memories, and uh, and that's what he wanted to create for you. That's what he wanted to provide for you and a good life. Does that make sense? Yes. Stories and memories were important, I would say, to my dad. You don't lose that. Maybe you lost him, but you haven't lost a single memory. Oh, heck no. That's what he really wants to say to you. He loves you so much. I'm. My heart is just pouring over with love right now. It's I'm fighting back tears. He really wanted the best for you. And, um, and he dedicated his life to that, that mission. And he's so proud of you. Oh my God. He's so proud of you. That's, that sounds like dad, but also wants you to know he's proud of you just for being you just for who you are. He takes, uh, I tell you, he's like a jokester. He's like a comedian. He's very goofy like that. I don't, he's because he's making me laugh with the way he's talking. He's saying that, uh, he's saying like, um, trying to put it the way he's putting it, um, that he'd like to take credit. This is what he's <laughs> laughing about, okay? That he wishes he would love nothing more than to take all the credit for all that you, for how great you turned out. <laughs> that's funny but he's like but i know 
that it really had nothing to do with me, you know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> you know? but he, that's just like how his goofy personality is coming through is like, oh, God, I'd love to take the credit. Yes. Um, really, it was just his, um, you know, his privilege to get to guide you and to get to protect you and to get to just kind of hold space for you for a little while. Even with all my screw ups. <laughs> He got to be the one to to be kind of a container for you to, yeah, for you to make mistakes in. That's kind of how he's putting it. Like, I got to do that. I got to do that for her. So those are, those are some of the main messages that are coming through from him. If it's okay with you, I'd like us to try and get mom to come in next. Oh, she's probably clamoring. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can ask questions freely of either of them. Let's go for mom. All right. I'm interested to hear what she has to say. Let me know. Did she lose a child? Yes. Was that child's name named? Did that child have a, don't tell me the child's name, but did that child get a name? Oh, yes. Yes. Was her, but her child she lost was a, was a daughter? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So she just wanted you to know, like she's, her daughter's with her. Like she's so happy to be reunited with her daughter and just has given her closure, you might say, or satisfaction, or it's just kind of closed that loop for her of wow. just feeling like it was a loose end is kind of the sensation I get, the kind of feeling I get. And it's like, oh, the circle is finally drawn. Oh, it's finally put to rest. It's like, my heart is finally satisfied with that whole thing, that whole experience. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. She feels very maternal, like very mama bearish, very protective over her kids. Very. Uh, there were ways that she had. Yeah. Mothering was very like instinctual for her. It feels like it was very instinctual, very intuitive. Did she work outside the home? Eventually she did, yes. Because that was a generation when women didn't really work outside the home. But she's just showing me that. Did she have did she have a cat? We did have cats at some point, but they were always sort of outdoor cats. Compared to your father, her energy feels a lot more mature. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know any other way to kind of describe it than that. Like he was kind of the the one who was the playmate, like played with you guys. Like he was the one that played and played games and made things fun and took you places and did fun things. Like he got to be the cool parent, you know, and she was like the one who had to be the adult, like is what it feels like. Like she was a disciplinarian. Wait till your father gets home. Yeah. Um, and so her energy just feels a lot more, yeah, like disciplined, more uh Interesting. Like just adultish, like is the only way like the word I would use to describe it. But also like but not cold, not detached. She also feels very warm and loving. And the loss and the grief that she was experiencing, she knows put up walls around her heart somewhat, but she's did her best to push through that and to really be as loving, caring, warm as she possibly could be. I know that was incredibly hard for her. It definitely scarred her and affected her ability to be available to you. 
She's just acknowledging. She knows that 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 was a dynamic that was real. But she just, she didn't give up. That's what is really important for her to say to you is like that she persevered. Oh, yeah. She just pushed through. She was a very strong woman. Her energy feels very strong to me. Yeah. Um, very determined, very strong, very... I didn't realize how strong I say she was probably till, till after yeah. she was gone. Yeah. Now, um, with her death, did she have dementia? Yes. And she just wants to acknowledge that it felt like you lost her before you lost her. Does that make sense to you? I tried never to think that way. Okay. She just wants, this is something she wants to acknowledge. It was like you had to lose her twice. It was like... A mom always showed her spark through all of it. I mean... Yes. Yes. <laughs> there was, she was never totally gone. We always... She always told us what she thought. <laughs> so no matter what. <laughs> you knew she was in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, she just wanted me to acknowledge this piece of it to you because she feels like it would be healing for you in your own grief process. For some reason, it just... It needs to be acknowledged in you that grief of having to lose her almost like twice is just the way she's putting it. So it's just something you can meditate on in your own okay. process. Okay. Now I'm getting the letter L. Oh, yeah. Okay. But not from mom. It would, it would be from ah! dad's side. Yeah. What about, okay, it could be her maiden name. Sometimes women give me their no. maiden name. No. Okay. Okay. Let's see if there's anything else, any details any other details mom wants to give? Or Ella was the first initial of my um, my sister who passed, middle name. Oh. That could be it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if there's any other details mom wants to give just to confirm for you that it is her. Was she very particular about her hair? Yeah. She's showing me like it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she knew she was kind of vain in that way. <laughs> Her hair had to be perfect. It's funny. She always said my dad was vain. <laughs> <laughs> she is humble enough to admit it now. <laughs> that she was projecting. <laughs> we had an aide who would give her like really bad haircuts. And one day I said, I was down here visiting and said, who the hell got cut her hair? She looks like hell. Let's, <laughs> this is not mom. Let's let's clean her up, make her look better. <laughs> yes. So she's like, that was very important. Yes. To the, to the end. To the end. She's appreciative that you took care of that for her. It took a while to grow out, but we got it. It was important to her. And she just wants to acknowledge that. Let's see if there's any other details. She wants to give just to confirm it's her. You know, she um, she's really full of a lot of gratitude. Just really important to her that I that that you know she says thank you for all that you did for her. She just wants to acknowledge that she knows making decisions wasn't easy but that she totally trusts you. And the dis every decision you made, she knew that you had her best interest at heart. She knew it was all for her, for her good. And even things she couldn't understand, she knew she could trust you. And that made all the difference. Just kind of knowing she could trust you to make those decisions. 
That's what she wants to say thank you for. Whew, there are some tough ones. There always yeah. are. But you did right by her. She wants you to know that. We tried, Mom. Yes, she just wants to acknowledge that for you. So I feel comfortable that I've got a good, a good, um, kind of a good pulse on both of their energies, both of their personalities, how they both died. For some reason, they're not giving me names today. It's okay. But I, yeah, but I feel confident to go forward with the conversation if you do. Sure, absolutely. Okay. So at this point, I want to open it up to you to see if there's any questions you want to ask them, any answers that your heart needs for your own healing process. Sure. Boy, there are lots of questions. Okay. I would say, they've already answered or said a lot, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, it's, it's tough moving forward and still trying to wrap things up. I guess the, you know, the question is, am I still doing okay? You know, kind yeah. of thing. Am I still doing the right thing? Am I still doing good? And then I just also want to sort of ask, ask mom what those, what those final days were like for her because you know we were here but we didn't know right we don't and and probably for dad you know what did what do we do that maybe disappointed them both i want kind of maybe that's a terrible thing to say but no what did we what did we miss doing okay first question first do you have a sibling is it a brother i have a sister a sister but is she older no i'm the oldest oh you're the oldest okay is there a rivalry or do you guys, I mean, well, there's always been a rivalry. Okay, okay. <laughs> it could be like a friendly one. It doesn't mean like your enemy. A friendly but, rivalry. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. Cause I was thinking it was a boy cause it feels like a very competitive kind of dynamic going on. We're kids. Yeah. We're adults. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's always something that. <laughs> because they're, what they really want to say to you is like, you guys cut it out, like cut it out. <laughs> You, I think we've gotten to that point. They want you to understand that you are not doing yourself any favors by not turning towards her, your sister. The more you can turn towards her instead of away from her through this, through your own healing process, the more you're going to help yourself because she's really the only one who can understand what you're going through. She's really the only one who knew them like you did. She's really the only one you can talk to about a lot of those things and a lot of those memories and a lot of those experiences. And by not opening yourself up fully and vulnerably to her, you are, you are doing yourself a disservice. That's just your parents talking to you as parents, okay? They're just, <laughs> that's what they're saying, okay? Like, cut it out. It, Mom. I, would, I wouldn't call it rivalry. We do talk. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's an enemy thing, but it just feels like, and you know, she's telling me the way that the reason she knows this is because um, what they're telling me is that the reason their marriage survived after the loss of that child is because they turned towards each other instead of away from each other. Interesting. And that's the only reason that their marriage survived because they could have let the grief push them away from each other, but they turned towards each other instead of away from each other. 
that's what they did right. And she doesn't want, neither one of them want you to miss out on that gift. So that's their answer. That's what I'm getting in, in terms of that first question about dealing with the fallout of everything. Well, it's, just, it's the wrapping up of everything, which is, yeah. The wrapping yeah. up of everything. Yeah. You guys are on the same we team. Yeah. And so do this together do this together. You know, don't try to be the, the hero. Do this together. Do this as a team because you are on the same team. Okay. Yeah. Mom, dad, you gave me the job to take care of everything. So there's only so much I can give up. It's my role of response. So like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're, I mean, it could be they're wanting you to, to delegate more. Um, no, there's only so much I can delegate. So yeah. They delegated it to somebody else for their parents. Like, I, it's different, Mom. Like, Dad, you take, you gave the whole ball of wax to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me do it. Interesting. Okay. I'll I'll, t I'll take care of her. Don't worry. She'll be fine. <laughs> That's interesting. That that you feel like they they kind of put that that pressure on you, and now they're telling you do it as a team. There's only yeah. so much can, can do. So uh, it's like I'm educating them now. <laughs> now, the second question was about their last days. Your dad's death uh, happened more quickly, more maybe unexpectedly, whereas your mom's was kind of a, a slow, gradual, you saw it coming kind of deal. Oh, I don't I don't know. Um I think it was just the opposite. It was okay. the opposite way around. Okay. And I mean, they both they both came fairly suddenly, but uh... for some reason, your mom just feels there's this this energy of that she was prepared. Maybe you guys. I'm not surprised. Yeah, maybe you guys were surprised, but like she wasn't. With with your dad, yes, he was more of a fighter, and so he didn't want to give up. But maybe that's what made it feel kind of drawn out because he was more like a fighter. Oh, yeah. But he died first, right? Correct. Okay. So let's talk about his death first. And your mom already had the dementia at that point, didn't she? Yes, she did. So he was going and visiting her or, yeah, so I feel like. After after he passed? no. No, I feel like... Um, they were in the same house together, so we never separated them. Okay, but was he like her primary caregiver? He was having to take care of her mostly? No, 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 no. I, I, no she was still able to take care of herself? No, I, I, I took care of that with a group of aides we had. That were taking care Absolutely, of both of them? Absolutely, yeah. They took care of both of them. We had a, had a team that did that. Because he's just showing me that like he was worried about leaving her that was his concern I would say okay? so. that's, that's what was on his heart yeah. was leaving her i would say so leaving her behind and so i have a question on, just, on that one because you know how they say you're always supposed to have that last conversation with somebody let them know it's okay mm -hmm. and i knew my dad dad if you're listening i knew that you were worried that mom about mom and that she yeah. would you know how she would be that so, was his worry. That was it. I figured as much. So my last conversation, my last, you know, I guess private one-on-one -on -one with him was, uh, I say it was a family business conversation. 
to let yeah. him know what the finances were, that mom would be taken care of, that had everything in con- under control, that he, she would be okay, that Cindy would be okay, my sister would be okay, um, her son would be okay, anything else that was going on, he didn't have to worry, We, I had it under control. And I just went over everything yeah. for him. So that might be why he's bringing up that that concern, because you asked about what it, his, what it was like for him at the end. And he's showing me that was his big concern was not was not wanting to leave her i figured as much and so that's probably why he's he's um he's showing me that because because you gave him that gift of letting him know that he can let go but i got it packaged up don't worry about it she's going to be okay yeah. Yeah. Uh, because his his death in the end feels very peaceful to me he was able to let go of worries he was able to let go of concerns. He was able to let go of worrying about her. He was a man of like a very strong sense of duty. I would say so. And like loyalty. Fierce. And yeah. And he was able to lay down that duty that he had carried his whole life. And he he was able to surrender that, you know, so that he could be at peace so that he could be at peace. He had to surrender that and he had to let that go. That was the last thing. He just sort of slipped away. And I got a a feeling that he was just, if anything I could put around somebody's passing, those final moments. In fact, I had gone to the funeral home to make sure everything, because we knew it was going to be a matter of, you know, a day or so. So like dad taught me, make sure everything's packaged up right so that everything was taken care of, so that I could be there for him. And Mm -hmm. it just felt like he was disappointed to leave, is my scent. That's the feeling that I got. No, no. He wants you to know it was a feeling of being able to surrender. Not in a, I'm weak and I lost kind of way, but in a peaceful way. Like, I don't have to fight anymore. I don't have to be this fierce man of duty and and he just fight. quietly stop i mean it was just like he stopped breathing it was nothing no fight there was nothing it was just quiet yes yeah. no fight nothing see that's that's what he was finally able to do he was able to surrender again not in a i'm weak i lose kind of way but in a it takes a lot of power it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of strength to lay down the fight and to surrender to surrender to to surrender to death yeah, my sister and I were there with him, my cousin. Yeah, and you allowed him to set down his obligation, his duty, his need to fight, and he that's what gave him peace. It was a peaceful surrender. It was a peaceful surrender, full of strength, and that was the gift you gave him. Wow. There was no disappointment at all. Well, tell him that I was disappointed that I couldn't do more to make it. Make it last of the 120 that he wanted to get to. <laughs> His goal was 120. We made it to 99 in 47 days. <laughs> we tried to make every day count. <laughs> yeah. He was an optimist and he was a yeah. fighter and he was full of life. You made it okay for him to for him to be vulnerable. Wow. Really is what he was able to be. True vulnerability requires strength right. <laughs> requires tell me about requires it, right? yeah. courage that's what real vulnerability requires 
And he was able to finally be that and experience it, embody it. Ask him if there's anything that I can look for. You know, are there signs that he's giving me? He probably is, and I just don't know how to see them. Yeah, right? yeah, you know? of course, of course. That is very common uh, for loved ones to try and communicate with you. And so it's, yeah, it's very smart to ask for a specific sign, and they will give it to you so that there's no doubt in your mind it's them, okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll just share that when he did pass, yeah. I had called the uh, the Dartmouth football coach okay. who had been become a friend. My dad was big in, into football and, and was a, an athlete in college, and he had gone to Dartmouth and had told, you know, Buddy that, that he had passed and, and buddy sadly recently passed unexpectedly himself a younger man well but uh i wanted dad to know that coach stevens had said that the entire team was out there and and prayed for him oh. just before he passed before they went out into the field so they got to send oh off. my gosh but, i wonder if that's the prayer he was talking about earlier oh that could be right because I asked if he yeah. prayed, and maybe he only prayed before games. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But the whole team, you know, sent said a prayer for him. And after he had... Was uh, it football? Football, yeah. Yeah. And was he the captain of the team? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. But, uh, but afterwards, I was sitting out in front of the house, and it was really quiet. It was a full moon that night. And just as the sun, before the sun went down... There was a, a, not even a flock, a, a, about five large, I would call them ravens, um, mm -hmm. up in Connecticut, that flew into a tree a, very quietly across the street from us. And only one came down and, and sort of sat and hopped on the, and just quietly sat on the front of the lawn. And that was it. And yeah. then... I was like, are these, are the ravens the thing with dad? I mean, and then when I came back to, to visit mom after dad had passed, one raven came and sat on the back fence. It was the weirdest thing. So all I can think is like, what, like the bird? Maybe there, maybe that's the bird yeah. thing we don't know about. Yeah, because uh, he was showing me a bird earlier. And that could very well be the way that he is communicating with you because it will be unmistakable it will be undeniable like you said it'll be like why is this one out of this whole flock coming and sitting on the fence in front of me you know it'll be obvious in that way that it's him okay yeah. he's saying he's saying like it won't be a a question in your mind you won't have doubts about it it'll be really really obvious like that and yes he's saying also that that the number 58 don't be surprised if it shows up like kind of unexpected ways and again it'll feel like this is this cannot be a coincidence it'll feel like that to you it'll be too obvious to just be a coincidence so i start playing the lottery <laughs> well look he, he is showing me like coins like look for that number on look for that date on coins i don't know are coins from 1958 still in use i don't i don't know how I that do works i do not but. know <laughs> <laughs> He's showing me that that number might show up on coins. Uh, it might show up in like license plates even or other just kind of unexpected ways like um, – He's saying he's going to like surprise you with it. It's not going to be like um, something you it, it could predict or expect. It's going to be like 
just really random. But when it happens, when that number shows up, you'll know, like, this is not a coincidence. Like, this is, this is so obviously him. We don't know um, what to look for sometimes, right? Yeah, 58, he's saying, look for that. Okay. Look for it to show up in unexpected, random ways that you could never predict. And the raven, too, because he was showing me the bird earlier. The raven, but he's, again, he's saying when it shows up for you, it will be in those undeniable ways where it's, like, right in front of you. Like, the bird's eyes are eye level with your eyes. Like, that's the kind of ways these birds are going to show up for you, okay? Okay. Just as a sign to you that it's that it, it is him. He just wants you to have no doubts. And so he's just saying, like, it's going to be real obvious. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I guess what to expect, you know, in general, like going forward, things going to get better than they are now. Are we going to do okay? Like, what's next? <laughs> yeah. In your life here or in the My afterlife? My life here. <laughs> oh, okay. He's got to have some idea because <laughs> he's... he's looking from a different angle. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He says, keep going, keep going, <laughs> okay. keep going, girl, keep going, keep going, girl. And just know that he is still helping you, guiding you, directing you, instructing you, protecting you, all those things he was so good at uh, in this life. You, he's still doing those things. You haven't escaped him. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, like, and so he's saying, keep going, girl, keep going. I don't know if that phrase means something to you, but he just keeps saying, keep going, keep going, toots. <laughs> okay. You're on the right path, I think is what he's trying to say. You're on you're on the right path. So what about mom? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about her death too, because you wanted to ask about the end. I wanted, yeah, you know, those those final yeah. days yeah. were so uh... what she is what was coming through from her about that is that um she wants you to understand that for her the letting go happened in like layers is what she's showing me that um the kind of like the mental layer happened first and so there were no she wants you to know that there was no suffering because she had no thoughts attached to what was happening and thoughts, our thoughts and our stories and our interpretations of everything are what cause us right. suffering anyway. And so because that was like, because she died mentally, she's showing me like on this mental level first, there were no thoughts about it that could cause suffering. Okay. So any stories or any interpretations to any of that that you have attached to it, she didn't. She doesn't have any stories attached to it. She doesn't have any interpretations attached to it that would cause suffering. Okay. Physical Does that make suffering, sense? Other than the loss of, of my dad not right, being there, right. which was hard for us to explain that to her because she but didn't necessarily that, know. Yeah. So but, but we told her and she was. Understand. Yeah. She wants you to know that in the end, when she was finally letting go, that she was able to let go of those mental stories first. Then kind of the second layer mm. was this emotional layer. And that's where all that grief was stored in her, all that loss, not only of um, her daughter, but also of your dad, that loss and that grief 
there were no stories and thoughts attached to it, but that energy and that emotion was still there. And that was the second thing. That was the second layer she's showing me that she let go of. We're pretty sure that she could still hear us because... Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I yeah. held her hand every night and um, yeah. she seemed to connect. Yes. So, and that, but that we weren't was, sure. That's what she's saying is that the last layer, the last level that she had to let go at was at the physical layer, the physical level. And yes, for that reason, she could still hear you. She could still feel you because she still had her physical senses. And so her body knew that you were there. Her body knew that she was not alone. Her body knew that you were with her. Now, I never had any, I don't know, my sister did, I have to ask her, had any sort of final conversation with her, like I did with my dad. It just, um, I just wanted to be by her side. That was really kind of it. Yeah. And maybe that's why she's showing me this physical layer because she's saying like, I was already gone mentally. I was already gone emotionally. All that was left of me was the physical. And so that you gave her exactly what she needed. She just needed to have her hand held and to know that she wasn't alone. It's all her body needed. Her body just needed to know she was being held. Yeah. Because at our cellular level, at our physical body level, we all just want to be held. I would agree. I would agree. That's what you gave her. That was the gift you gave her. And so intuitively, you knew what they both needed in that moment. And you were able to give it to to both of them. He needed to be able to put down that sense of duty he carried for so strongly for so long. And, and she just needed to be held. And to know that she wasn't alone. She wasn't alone. We were we were there with she her. She just needed to be touched. And that's what you gave her. Yeah. And that's what made her passing peaceful. She wants you to know. There was no struggle. There was no suffering at all for her. She felt comfort. So she had a massive brain aneurysm about, well, about two weeks, I guess, before she finally passed and then was just non-communicative yes see there you go yeah because she's showing me but we don't know whether she suffered through that that part because i wasn't here she did didn't not. hurt or she anything did not her. that's she to- that's what she showed me that her death was mental and it was brain was what she was showing me and that's why i said dementia yeah. so yeah she wants you to know that suffering is caused by your thoughts and your stories and your interpretation of events and she and she didn't have any of that. That was the first thing to go. And so she couldn't suffer. It was it was a gift. Well, then that's good to know. When I when my sister and I both got down, which was immediately that night, as, as soon as we got the call and what was happening earlier that day, it was the day after Thanksgiving that this all happened. Millie, our, our lead aide, who I love my mom and dad dearly, and I think rightfully so, both back, um, I held her hand and both my sister and I did the same thing separately and I said, Mom, it's okay, I'm here, it's Nance. And she opened her eyes. It was the only time she opened her eyes. <laughs> and she did the same thing for my sister when my sister said, It's it's Cindy and she did the same thing. So I'm presuming she knew that we were there Absolutely. at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Then we then we took her home from the hospital. We just said, enough is enough. But they wanted to uh fly her out to do brain surgery and I said, Absolutely not. Yeah. No. And I knew what 
mom wanted. So we, we had these conversations. Well, that was one of those hard decisions that you had to make that she was talking about earlier. Actually, in mom, so if you're listening, uh, that decision was not so hard. Because... Oh, that was the hard one. Okay, I'm no. assuming I'm imposing onto that. No, yeah. no, that was not so hard because she had always told me, you know, what what she wanted if, in fact, it came to this stage where she was basically, you know, as as some people would say, a vegetable, right? I mean, she was just mm-hmm. going to be. So you knew what her wishes oh, were. Gosh, so at yeah, that point, yeah, you were just yeah. kind of carrying them yeah. out. Okay. Dad, okay. Dad was the hard, most difficult one because he was the fighter and uh, wanted to fight yeah. to the end till, yeah. till I had to make the call. We couldn't fight anymore. That that was the most gut wrenching decision. Yeah. So, Dad, I'm sorry. You know, I did the best I could on that one, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, oh. For a sailor, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, and, so but... they say, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I was the one in charge. You put me in charge to do that, and uh, to be rude, yeah, that you one gave sucked. Him a gift. <laughs> no, you gave him a gift because he would have, he he needed permission to surrender, and you gave him that permission. We fought as long as we could till we just we just couldn't do anymore. Yeah, yeah. His, his heart was exhausted going for more but I don't want to take up too much of your time what I what I guess want to ask is is from both of them and maybe my aunt Pat my mom's sister who's who passed before my mom too she could say are there any words of wisdom that you can give me at this point that that I can pass on to to my sister and you know my cousin who I'm fairly close with my mom's my mom's sister my my cousin Stacy what can I do to to pass on some reassurance for all of you um, just as a family, they want you to know that they are still with you. They are still helping you as much as they possibly can from the other side. Ask them to talk a little louder. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Speak up. Yeah. I'm not afraid to hear now. <laughs> <laughs> and But just to know that there, you still have a leg of your race to run and they think of them as your your team that's going to help you get to that finish line. And they're still cheering you on. And I'll finish out with the 120 that dad couldn't make it to. <laughs> Tell there, you about that. there you go. <laughs> there you go. He's going to make sure you get there. You know, they're, they, they're your biggest like cheer squad. But now mom specifically want, has something to say to you, though. Oh, and okay. it has, and it has to do with you starting. I don't know if this is something you've already started thinking about, but the thinking about the legacy that you will leave behind is that something that you? I've been yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that. You know what? Okay, okay. How big can we make it? What are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> kind of like what she's saying. Kind of reminds me of that Maya Angelou quote about. What people remember about you is how you made them feel. Yeah, it's like she wants you to remember what people will remember about you is the love, the warmth, the the empathy. That's it's it's just like your mom. She had so many hard days, but you don't remember how your mom felt on those days. What you remember is that is her warmth. That's what you remember. And she shielded and us from from the from a lot of the hard times. Yeah. 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 And that's what she's saying is like, and that's what people are gonna remember about you too. That's what people are gonna remember. The warmth, 
Not the stuff that we make it about. The little things. It's the little things. That's what she's saying. It's the little things. Get back to basics. It's it's just your heart. <laughs> That's your legacy. Show people your heart because it's big and that's your legacy. Yeah, well, Dad would always say, always be different. That was his thing. <laughs> you can't go wrong. We're trying, Mom. We're trying. <laughs> you have a lot of both of them in you. The best of both of them in you. I can feel it in your <sighs> energy. Wow. Got a lot of great qualities from both of them. Well, they were good teachers. They were good teachers. And uh, I still go back and learn a lot. I think that's that's what we all do in our lives as we continually move forward and and reach backwards, yeah. as they say, right? Reach backwards and, and pull things forward, the good things yeah. that we want in our lives for, for ourselves and for everybody else that we love and, and those that we yeah. we serve, really, in, in many different ways, right? So I got to know, what were their names? So mom, um, Audrey. Audrey. Audrey Doreen Smith was her mar- maiden name. Okay. And May, obviously, was, was her married name. I never changed mine. Okay. And my dad was Stuart Lamphere, Stuart L. Okay. May. And my baby sister who passed away at three and a half, Tracy, Tracy Lamphere. Oh, okay. I was getting Grace, which kind of sounds like Trace. Tracy. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was saying the G. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. I don't know why sometimes they don't give me their names, but, um, but they... They showed me how they died, and they showed me their personalities big time. So hopefully that was enough to feel confident that it was them coming through for you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that was. This is a very interesting conversation, and it's hard to say. You know, what you. It's not like you can actually have a real like sit down and have a glass of wine with mom and dad kind of thing, and we kind of wish we could, right? I'm just facilitating like a go between. Yeah. I'll just say for for those who are listening, I think we all need a sense of peace or understanding as we care for our parents and lose them to another world, whatever that is, that we have hopefully done well by them and and for us too. Because caring and taking care of those final days is not just all about the people who are leaving us. It's also about our own hearts and our own legacies and our own ability to continue to move forward. So for... <laughs> For the 100th episode of Doing It Best with Elder Care Success, I hope that this has been an episode that that you'll remember in ways that will give you some peace and some understanding, even if you haven't gotten to this point in your life or in those that you care for lives, that you will be strong, you'll find the strength, and you'll be able to do well and do good for everybody that you care for. On that note, If you like the show, which I hope you do, share it with a friend, a family member, and anybody else who needs just a little bit of extra strength and support going through the challenges of caring for a loved one. It's our gift to you, and it can be your gift to them. We'll see you soon, or we'll hear you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. 
All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright Caremanity LLC. 